14, 2021. Coming up on the program today, live from the Placenta Dome. Plus, constructing a rudimentary pulley-based cock and ball torture system in your bathroom shower. Blowjobs from a rotten mouth that stinks like blue cheese and beaten with a meat log. It's all coming up today. his flatulence. This is the biggest watermelon that thing I've ever seen. Yeah, burrito number three. Oh. Yes, Tim Benson, back here with you one more time as we end the week with the Friday show. I can't believe we've gone uh, an entire week without checking in with Devin Sweeney. Devin, what do you have for us today? Mary Poppins' pussy is tight. How I know this? Because I fucked her last week, wetting the vagina. Oh, and he ends with the teeth grinding. You know, he addressed that in a recent video because people were commenting on it. And he's like, bitches, I grind my teeth because I like it. And I don't care what you say. My teeth are fine. But I'm looking at his teeth and you can tell he's grinding them. They're turning into sharp little nubbins. Regardless, it's good to hear from Devin Sweeney. Uh, You know, earlier in the week, specifically the Sideshow exclusive Tuesday podcast, we did a brand new Sextastic Tuesday story, and it was all in honor of a very important anniversary. The first mention of the Bristol stool chart here on the podcast. Yes, TV listener Bobenstein noted the exact Today, we mentioned the Bristol stool chart for the first time on DV. It was May 11th of some year. But I don't think Bobenstein wrote that part down. He just added to his work calendar, May 11th, Bristol stool chart day. This year, May 11th just happened to land on a Tuesday. So we celebrated with a Bristol stool chart themed Sextastic Tuesday story. It was actually a celebrity story involving basketball superstar Steph Curry. In it, Steph Curry is constipated and he has to go to the doctor and you can pretty much write the rest of the story yourself. You can take a stab as to how that all plays out. Anyway, the reason why I bring this all up is uh, while I was trying to find uh, a Bristol-themed story, I ran across a truly vile, supposedly real life story that I think 
rivals uh, Blowfly Girl. You remember the chick who was masturbating with maggots, basically scooping them right into her rancid cunt? That's a hard act to follow. Now, look, guys, I know today is not Tuesday, but I have to read this story to you. It's it's going to get gross. It's going to get weird. It's going to get uncomfortable. I was cruising for some ass last night. I get super horny on the weekends. It's kind of like I've got a dark side that nobody sees. All week long, I'm nice to people at work. I'm really polite to my family and neighbors. But on the weekend, ho, 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 on the weekend, I want to be a dirty-ass trash bag. It turns me on. So I go cruising for ass. I tend to get ass with truckers in the truck stop bathrooms. And then my real favorite is after high-profile Christian events, I get a lot of Christian guys in the bathroom. DTF. I got sick of scouting out public bathrooms and dark alleys, so I decided to try cruising the main streets. I'd make the symbol, see if anyone responded back. I don't know what that gay symbol is. I think maybe it might be you make a hole with your index finger and your thumb, and then with the other hand, you, you stick your finger in that hole, like you're you know, like you're fucking a, a pussy or an asshole. That's the code for do you want to have sex. After a night of no luck whatsoever, my boner was raging hard through my pants as I was just about to give up and go into the McDonald's bathroom to fap so I could ease the throb. When I decided to walk up another street, it looked less busy, I walked up the street and passed a homeless guy, here we go, (laughs) who winked at me and shook his cup. For some reason, that wink connected with my boner and threw my sheds of moral compass out the damn window. I bent down to his level and pointed at my penis bulging through my pants. He nodded and said the location for a fuck. It was behind an abandoned commercial property. He seemed to have found a small shelter behind it that used to be its storage shed, maybe for old boxes or whatever, who knows. It was like this homeless guy knew every spot of the street by heart. He looked pretty dirty. His face and hands were crusted black with dirt, and his nails were starting to harden yellow with the filth. They were pretty long, too. I shuddered as he ran them down my cheek and put one of his fingers into my mouth. Like, I'm already ready to vomit. That throbbing boner of mine just got harder. I was finding it completely disgusting, yet so sexy. My mind was confused. The taste of sour, gone-off bacon rose in my mouth as I tasted his finger. That is oddly and disturbingly specific. He pulled down my pants and he started to suck on my penis. His mouth was like a black hole with, with about six rotted stumps of teeth. His tongue was fairly large as he let it slide over my shaft. I felt his teeth wobble as he went down fast on my penis. And I could smell his saliva. It smelled like blue cheese. I surprisingly didn't gag. It just reminded me of snacking on a cheese platter. I started to moan with pleasure. Really? And pushed him playfully away from my penis. I was ready to taste his. I pulled down his trousers, or what was left of them, and his now yellowed underwear. Ooh. I started to suck on his penis. Yes, describe the dirty penis now. I noticed there were weeping sores on them, so I tried to be gentle. 
That's not what you do when you see a cock with weeping sores. I mean, this guy's obviously trying to do the right thing. Look, I'm going to be very careful. I'll be gentle. I'll give him a soft blowjob. Look, dude, your heart's in the right place, but the correct answer is to back away. Bow out gracefully. You see a sore, weeping or not, you don't put your mouth on it. Come on. All right. Uh, yeah, so I noticed there were we weeping sores on them, so I tried to be gentle. I didn't want any to burst in my mouth. The taste was like as if I bent over a urinal and licked the rim. It wasn't great, but he was enjoying it. I spun him around and opened his ass cheeks. This is a real game of Russian roulette you're playing. Were you really confident in that decision, right? The cock thing worked out so well for you with the open sores and the tasting like cheese or whatever. You thought to yourself, all right, let's really heat things up and see what happens with his asshole. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be any better than the dick. It's going to be uh, markedly worse, I would say, I would think. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the one clean part of his body is his asshole. He just got done using a bidet. He certainly seems like someone who would own a bidet. He doesn't own a pair of shoes, but maybe he owns a bidet. I spun him around and I opened his ass cheeks. And I started to fuck his dried poop and dirt-crusted anus. Yeah, well, with every pump of my penis and every jolt, a foul odor emanated from his ass. I started to feel the cum forcing its way down my penis into his asshole. I pulled out and I seen his eyes were soft and warm beneath the filthy exterior. I started to feel sorry for him. So I asked what he enjoyed. He told me, I let my ass eaten. Of course. He bent over and I went to town on his ass. I ate his ass like a snack. He was moaning and letting out wet smacks from his mouth. Uh, that's good. <laughs> I felt like my tongue was on fire. Also, not a great sign. It wasn't a good sensation. He soon come blasted all over the wall and it dripped down his legs and thighs. He pulled his trousers right up over the mess. He then lifted his cup and shook it. It was then that I was reminded that, yeah, I fucked a desperate homeless guy. So I gave him some ass eating because I felt sorry for him. And I handed him $50 and his eyes lit up. He actually pulled me in for a hug and kissed my cheek. He said goodbye and that I was his favorite. I walked away stunned. I felt so warm and fuzzy inside. That's just several infections taking hold. <laughs> that's, that's your body not knowing what to do with these new viruses you have. All right. Uh, I felt so warm and fuzzy inside from the hug and the sentiment, but yet disgusted with myself for what I've done. I had to walk really fast back to my vehicle. I was paranoid about the smell because the smell was lingering on me and it was really foul. It stunk up the whole car like rotting roadkill. I could feel pieces of silt in my mouth. <laughs> oh, probably like pieces of the homeless guy's teeth. Luckily, I only lived five minutes from town, so it was a quick journey. I rushed inside and straight to the bathroom. There was a ring of brown and black around my mouth. I guess from where they were kissing and, of course, the, the rim job and stuff. My hands were stained yellow. I pulled off my clothes and my penis was literally 50 shades of brown. Ladies, I warn you, don't look for 50 shades of brown in the bookstore. It's not a sexy read. 
I grabbed a toothbrush in my Colgate, and I stood in that warm, hot shower brushing my teeth in the roasting water. I could see the filth and dirt washing away in the water and down the drain. It's just been a couple of hours since that filthy encounter. I still can't believe it. Shock is creeping in. There you go. Do you guys think this really happened? Is this another blowfly girl, or is it just a a dude, a guy who has a thing for homeless men, and he's working out? His fantasies through story. You be the judge, I guess. Call into the voicemail line with your theories. Hey, uh, speaking of stinky, who here likes stinky trouble? We do like stinky trouble. Right? She doesn't. Uh, I've got a clip here from the 2019 film The Lighthouse. Did you guys see this? I remember when it came out, a lot of people were talking about it, but I have yet to meet someone who has watched this thing. The movie stars Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson as two lighthouse keepers who begin to descend into madness when a storm strands them on a remote island where they're stationed. So it's just these two guys. They're stuck together in this fucking lighthouse. They can't get away from one another. And it drives them both mad. In one particularly explosive scene, Robert Pattinson's character just lays into the other lighthouse keeper. You think you're so goddamn high and mighty just because you're a goddamn lighthouse keeper? Well, you ain't a captain of no ship, and you never was. You ain't no general. You ain't no copper. You, you ain't the president, and you ain't my father. And I'm sick of you acting like you is. I'm sick of you laughing snoring and you goddamn farts you really has a problem with Willem Dafoe's farts <laughs> smell like piss smell like jism like rotten dick hold on I think we need to get a list going here he smells like piss jism and a rotten dick. Smell like piss. Smell like jism. <laughs> like rotten dick. Like like curdled foreskin. Like hot onions. Fuck the farmyard shithouse. I'm, I'm sick of your smell. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. You goddamn drunk. You goddamn no account. Son of a bitch. Bastard liar. That's what you are. You goddamn drunken horse shitting short Liar! A liar! Get it all out? You have a way with words, Tommy. <laughs> oh, damn you! I might have to check that movie out. That's pretty good. The top comment on YouTube from King Latifah is, I could smell Willem Dafoe after that explanation. Yeah, the character really painted a picture there. Goddamn fart! Moving on. Oh, I've got another great bad comedian for you. Usually, when I when I play these, you'll hear some of the comedian's jokes. We don't even get that far. The, well, I mean, the clip starts after the comedian has told a joke or two, and the jokes didn't go over well. No one was laughing, and the comedian got very upset and started screaming at the audience, for not being a better audience. So I've done this for 10 years, and it worked for 10 years, but this one night is the night I'm gonna realize, oh, every other audience was wrong, and you're right. Maybe I'm not funny right now. Yeah, maybe the problem is with you. You're just a bad audience. 
coming here with your pissy attitudes. I will try and make you laugh, but you've got to be willing to laugh. Meet me halfway. Coming in here with your sourpuss faces. Your shitty dispositions. Gruff little mugs on your face. You don't seem like people who want to laugh. You're right. Maybe I'm not funny right now, but I don't think you're the one who's going to derail this. I moved fucking 3,000 miles, gave up my life, toured the fucking Europe for four years, and for some reason right now, you think you're not funny, fuck off. Well, maybe you should accept this isn't the easiest fucking gig in the world. This really is his Vietnam. Now he wants you to feel bad for him. Hey, this isn't easy. You should throw me some pity laughs, even if you don't think what I'm saying is funny. I'm in a fucking corridor. Thank you, guys in the back. I'm in a fucking corridor. The lights are on. Everyone's here at work parties. It's hard. I'm trying. You don't like it. You fuck off. I'm fucking trying, lady. Stop swearing. Hey, don't use that language in a comedy club. Does sound like an awful... Uh, audience member swearing it's comedy if you wanted a clean comedy show go to a clean comedy show you don't get to dictate what happens all right the show will continue now all right here we go with less energy than before this is what i come for is there a way to win this audience back even the people that like him they've just been subjected to a few minutes of not so well it's funny to us but it's not supposed to be funny. The comedian yelling at the audience. Do you think he's going to be able to turn it around? I don't. Here's my best joke, which you might not like. Uh, my friend Sarah, she calls herself a feminist, but she misappropriates the word. She was like, oh, you know, I would never convert to Islam. I was like, oh, that's crazy. I didn't ask. She was like, yeah, I'm like the opposite of a woman of burger. I was like, uh, no, you're not. I know what I mean, but you're not. Because if you were the opposite of a woman in a burqa, you'd just be a naked man in a blindfold. I don't even know what he's saying, quite frankly. I'm adopted. I've never met my mom. I don't know what she does for a living, and that makes it hard to enjoy a lap dance. I couldn't afford it, but I went on a 10-day vacation with my dad. It was 10 days, but no alone time at all. So by day three of the trip, I ended up having to try to wank off with my dad asleep in the hotel bed beside me. But that wasn't the worst part. The worst part was the whole time I was doing it, I had to stare at my dad to make sure he didn't wake up. Yikes. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know if those jokes would work with a good audience. But I also don't think he's trying with his delivery. He's just running out the clock here, I think. Well, this has been a party. Um, Thank you for uh, telling me I'm not funny. That was really nice and supportive of you. I hope when you're having a hard day at work, people are fucking assholes to you. And then you'll know how that felt. And when that happens, you'll think of me. And I can enjoy that. Most of you are great. Uh, Hopefully, I think you'll really like the next comic. She's not me. That that was funny. Yeah, Yeah. we can all get behind that sentiment. Oh, some room for improvement. Thank you. Yeah, just some on-the-job constructive criticism for you as you leave. I really appreciate that. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go. All right, all right, just get off the stage. You've already you've already announced you're leaving a few times, and the audience wants you to. I really they're okay with it. Appreciate that. 
All right. Um, well, so yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna head out. I'm gonna take off. You guys are uh, not very nice, and I hope that sticks <laughs> with you. Thank you. Goodbye. That was the funniest part of his set. All right, poor guy was having a bad day. Uh oh. Because you had a bad day. Moving right along, a couple listeners in our Discord have been posting some great horn videos. Luke Cool is one of those idiots. The video he found for us is titled Pig Stretch Balls Stuffed in His Cunt. And guys, I got news for you. This video's title is not just clickbait. It's exactly what is portrayed in the video. This man's own balls are stuffed in his butt. And I wondered how. How are they able to do this? Well, it looks like he has uh, what could be described as a huge cock ring. It's wrapped at the base of the shaft, and this thing is huge. It's like it's metal, and it's positioned so uh, there's no sagginess to the ball skin. It's all very tight, very taut. So we've got this large metal thing strangling the balls, popping them out, making them hard, and that's exactly what you need if you're going to stuff it in your butt. The video clip starts with the balls in the anus, and uh, they're going to come popping out here in a second. It's like uh, he has a friend who is tugging on that metal ring. He can't even get his finger into the ring. (laughs) I love the noises. That's the guy's finger in another man's butt, right? He's trying to pry out the balls and he, he can't get them. Everything is just too tight in there. So he's uh, he's trying to grab onto the skin below the balls. Uh, trying to grab onto something that he can yank and, and, and get these fuckers uh, out. These fleshy fuckers. Low-hanging tanks. Uh, it's like, uh, oh, oh. It comes out with a pop, and some juices also come flying out. Then his friend tries to stick the balls back in the ass. Cram those things in there. We've heard that noise before from gay guys, mainly gooners, that are like... I mean, in this case, I would be making noise, too. If I had my own balls shoved in my anus. Ta-da! The other videos I thought were really great were submitted by Tyler Soros. Tyler submitted The Adventures of Sissy Hazel on Pornhub. He's a sissy with a dicklet, real tiny penis, and uh, he also has a mistress, and she makes him do some horrible things, and she does horrible things to him. Like, super gluing a dildo onto his dicklet. His penis is so small, you can sort of push it in and it'll become flush with the rest of his pubic area. So the mistress applies super glue to all of that area and uh, jams a, a dildo this onto it. This dick isn't big enough to fuck. So I'm going to glue it down and give you a new one. Mm, now that's a dick I can fuck. Yeah, and he fucks her with the dildo. You don't see a lot of that, but uh, the, the great part is at the end when she has to rip the dildo that has been super glued onto his skin off. Well, that was a good fuck, but I don't think you deserve a dick this big. 
Yank it. Pull it. tearing right there she got it off the other insane video that was posted by sissy hazel uh involves a little cock and well a lot of cock and ball torture and i gotta say this is a very ingenious way of doing things a very dumb ingenious way it's it's like a rube goldberg machine what he has set up here i'm gonna try to explain it to you He's got one of those large 40-gallon water cooler jugs. I know you guys are like, where the hell is this? How is he going to torture his balls with this? Is he going to drop the water cooler onto his nuts? No, 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 no. That would be too simple, too easy. This water cooler container is empty. He has tied some rope around the handle of the 40-gallon jug. Then that rope goes over the shower door, and then the other end of the rope is tied around his balls. It's like a like a pulley system almost. He's lying down on the bathroom floor, not not the shower, right? The, the shower it just has the the water cooler jug in it, and it's dangling over the you know the the, the door door to the shower. And then on the floor of the bathroom, on the other end of the the rope, is uh, this guy and his nuts. He has taken his shower hose and placed the nozzle inside the water jug and turned on the shower water. So now the jug, which is dangling over the the edge of the, the shower door, is being filled with water slowly. That, of course, is going to start weighing down the jug. And on the other end of this makeshift pulley is this sissy with with his nuts tied around the rope. And obviously, when the water starts filling up the jug, it's going to start pulling on this guy's nuts. And that's where we pick up the video. All right. Now we wait. It it looks like he is actually using a cock ring, and, and the cock ring has the rope tied onto it. And that is a design flaw, as you will see in a moment. Oh, my balls are going to pop out of there, aren't they? Yeah, it looks like the jug is about halfway full of water, and it's really starting to to weigh down and pull on those nuts. Problem is that the cock ring is silicone or rubber or something, and it stretches. The balls are just going to pop right out. And Oh, it's going... Oh, my balls. Oh. Oh. You hear the jug falling. Oh, I failed. I gotta go again. That's right. And, you know, he improves the design of, of his system this time. This time, we're tied directly to my balls. They are not coming out. And sure enough, it seems to work better. Uh, I'm gonna fast forward here. Oh. Jug's about 75% full. Oh. Oh. They're really pulling on his balls. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I'm not allowed to stop until it overflows. Oh. Oh. I hate to be the one to point this out, but again, there appears to be a design flaw. You know, when the water completely fills 
the jug, water's going to start pouring out of it, but it's still going to remain pretty full. This guy is on his back like a turtle. He's pushed himself as far as he can close to the shower door. His legs are up, pressed up against the glass shower door. Oh. The thing is, oh. he's not going to be able to <laughs> get get out of this situation. Oh. And he's forgotten oh. his scissors to oh. cut the rope. It's really going to ruin his moment of victory as the jug starts overflowing. Let's take a listen to that. Oh. Oh. Oh, it's overflowing. All right. All right. Oh. Oh. So he reaches for the rope and then realizes he, he can't do anything with oh. it. Fuck. Then there's a caption right after that fuck. It was at this moment I realized I forgot to leave the scissors on the ground to cut the rope. Oh, fuck. I'm going to go up with it. It's the only way. So he's trying to lift, trying to lift his body up, <laughs> up the shower. Oh, fuck, I'm stuck. Yeah, no, that's not going to work. Got another idea here. That noise is him trying to knock the scissors off the counter, and you know the, the bathroom cabinet, and he can't do it. Something falls off, but it's not the scissors. He racks his brain again for another idea, and it is to just oh. lift his hips up and try to push his balls oh. out. Oh. Oh. Lift and pull. Oh. And that worked. Yes. Sweet relief. Note to self. Bring a pair of scissors with you. Yes. Good advice for anyone who is thinking of constructing a rudimentary cock and ball torture pulley system in their bathroom. And with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. And I'm fucked up news. Right up. week of shows we started off with an interview with mead skelton and we're ending with do-it-yourself plans for cock and ball torture devices in your bathroom if you want more distorted view daily or just want to support what i'm doing here whatever it is i'm doing here sign up for the sideshow dv's member site where you gain full access to the entire archive of programs 16 years worth of daily shows more importantly Every week I do new Sideshow-exclusive episodes of DV, uh, typically on Tuesday and Thursday. This week was no different. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. Check out superfreaksideshow.com for all the deets. Thank you to all of my Sideshow members. You guys are the reason this show continues. There are other ways to support DV. We've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distorted view. Over there, you can pledge as little as a dollar. Again, every little bit helps. If you pledge at least $5, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. Ooh, priority voicemail line. And if you pledge uh, a, a, a lot of money, like 20 bucks a month, occasionally I send out physical goodies. Most recently, some insulated tumbler things. There was a slight delay in getting those out, but uh, 
you should be receiving yours in the mail real soon. All right. That's, again, patreon.com slash distorted view. Uh, three very quick stories now. First up, a mother who hit headlines in 2019 after claiming that she faked depression to get a $10,000 nose job has caused a stir once again after admitting that she plans to live stream her birth and all of its gooey, bloody, gory glory. Broadcasting live from the Placenta Dome, directly to this skank's only fan page. Don't you dare miss a single pussy-dilating moment of the most shameless streaming event this year. It's gratuitous in the uterus. Ten cameras covering the birth, including four GoPros pointed right at her snatch. Stare down the barrel of that baby shooter like you're in the room with her. And one lucky viewer will win this bitch's afterbirth. Breathing, pushing, crowning. Witness the miracle of birth in the creepiest way possible. Experience the baby's journey by traveling up the birthing canal in VR. This year, Labor Day comes early. Now that is how you sell an event. Carla Bellucci, who is currently expecting her fourth child, claims to have made 40,000 pounds. Oh, well, well. what's 40,000 pounds in U.S. dollars? Got to be like, what, 80? Oh, (laughs) was a little off there. $56,000 by sharing sexy pictures of herself on her OnlyFans account. The 39-year-old from Hitchin Hertz over there in the U.K. That's not all that's going to be hurting after she gives birth. Uh, she has continued bringing home the bacon on the content subscription service. Oh, did you hear that? I let something slip. Let's enhance the audio, please. Content subscription service. Yeah, right there. I'm sorry. I haven't taken a shit. Okay, that's enough. I think I've lost all elasticity in my ass. They just slip out like my aunt. Goddamn fuck! Okay, I don't have a loose anus. I pushed. I knew exactly what I was doing. It's not professional. It's not cute. It's not a good look for me. Come on. I'm podcasting royalty. Should be a little more dignified. All right. Uh, the 39-year-old from Hitchin Hertz has continued bringing home the bacon, uh, uploading photos of her baby bump for those with a pregnancy fetish. Ew. She recently told the Daily Star that She's even willing to live stream herself giving birth. But you got to be willing to, uh, you know, part with some cash. She said, I've been offered 10,000 pounds from one of my OnlyFans to live stream my birth. And you know what? Why not? I'm going to give fans the chance to live stream my birth for 10,000 pounds, which is roughly 14,000 US dollars. I mean, people give birth on the TV. Apparently, there's a show over there called One Born Every Minute, and it's all about women giving birth. So if you could see it on TV, I mean, I think I know the answer to my question here. Why would you pay for it? It's going to be way more graphic, right? I mean, after all, she'll be live streaming from the placenta dome. It's gratuitous in the uterus. The influencer and model. Oh, she's pretty. She kind of looks like uh, Denise Richards, you know, in her prime. The influencer and model went on to say that she knows she'll probably be sent hateful messages, but she doesn't care. After all, she's going to get $14,000 per viewer for this. So she doesn't let internet trolls get to her. She says, I'm a businesswoman and I need to make money. I am my business. That's also what prostitutes say. 
She added that since announcing her pregnancy, her OnlyFans income has gone up substantially. She's even been inundated with requests to buy her breast milk, though she found those messages totally random and shocking. Still, you know she'll do it if the price is right. Now that's one product that would probably stump contestants on the price is right. How much is a gallon of breast milk? To some perverts, they would say it's priceless. All right, uh, second story we have for you today. A student has invented a device that simulates a third eye. And not in like the metaphysical new age or religious sense of a third eye. No, a, a real third eye. So you never have to look up from your phone. You can continue watching TikTok videos and Instagram pictures while cars whiz about you in the middle of the street. An industrial design student created a third eye for the phone obsessed. If your eyes are always glued to your phone, Minwook Pang was probably thinking of you when he created the third eye. The robotic prosthetic eye sits on top of the user's head to detect obstacles while they're scrolling through TikTok and DMs. Uh, yeah, it looks like there's a picture. Take a look at the chapter artwork if you want to see something really stupid. It's like this like plastic thing that's right on your forehead and it's, it senses the world around you while you're ignoring the world around you. I love, you know, of course it's battery operated. That's the only way it could work. I hope you're notified when the batteries die. Otherwise, you're going to be walking around, not paying any attention to what's going on, and no one's looking out for you, including this third eye device. Uh, Pang also points out how smartphones are affecting our actual bodies. By using uh, smartphones in a bad posture, our neck vertebrae are leaning forward. Yes, I heard about this. I think I think I'm, I have that problem. Uh, giving us turtleneck syndrome. And the pinkies we rest our eye, our phones on are bending along the way, he said. When a few generations go by, these small changes from smartphone usage will accumulate and create a completely different new form of mankind. We're going to be mutants! The designer is not wrong. Turtleneck is also known as text or text neck and has been well documented. It's when you hunch over to use your phone and over time uh, you erode your posture. In that very specific way, like looking down at your phone. It can even create back humps, and those are not lovely lumps. Smartphone finger, which affects the pinky and the thumb, is when tendons in the finger muscles become worn due to repeated movement, like swiping or holding a phone. I mean, on one hand, yes, we all use our cell phones too much, but how fucking frail is the human body? Yeah. You're you're swiping. You're making a swiping movement too much with your hand. You're wearing down the bone because of that or something. It just seems like like swiping is a very light gesture. It shouldn't completely ruin your fucking fingers. This is not a real product, of course. Uh, it's just just a prototype. He says, I hope the act of pointing out what we're doing with our smartphones can help people take time for self-reflection. According to Min Wook, he says, uh, we can't take our eyes off of our smartphones while we're walking. That's why we evolved to have a third eye. This eye moves separately from the rest of the eyes, and it opens when our previous eyes are looking at smartphones. When the wearer's head is tilted down, third eye automatically opens its lid. If an obstruction is detected, it gives off a warning buzz, 
This allows the virtual obsessed uh, to stay online, even when hazards offline could interrupt them. Pang's device was developed as part of his innovation design engineering degree at London's Royal College of Art and Imperial College. Good job, Peng. Final story we have for you today. This is a short one, and it comes from my home state, the Florida of the North, Ohio. A fight between two former neighbors at an Ohio Walmart ended with one of them being struck in the face with 10 pounds of meat. Specifically, it was a 10-pound meat log. That's what we eat here in Ohio. Perfectly normal for someone to go to the grocery store to pick up their 10-pound meat log for the week. Uh, Yes, officers in South Euclid, which is uh, like up north near Cleveland or whatever. Officers in South Euclid were sent Tuesday afternoon to a Walmart, the potato chip aisle specifically, following a fight between two women. Police learned one of the women had a protection order against the other following an incident when they lived in the same duplex. When they made eye contact, like two animals in the wild, cats, like panthers or something. All right. When they made eye contact, the woman the protection was against said she would beat the other woman as well as her seven-year-old daughter. (laughs) She allegedly pulled down her COVID-19 mask and tried to spit on the woman, but she missed. She then proceeded to grab a 10-pound log of meat from the other woman's shopping cart, striking her in the face with it. Police said the woman, who was not identified, has a history of violent behavior and multiple warrants for her arrest. I want to know if any of the other arrests were for meat-based charges. It might just be her preferred weapon of choice. Sausages, hot dogs, any cylindrical meat, anything in a casing or ground up. I could see her using, like, the 10-pound meat log as, like, a sword. And then uh, the hot dogs, those are more for, like, uh, long-range attacks. You you fling the hot dogs. Or you get a string tied two together, and then you got hot dog nunchucks. Could be a new comic book superhero, actually. I'm going to work on that. Super meat bitch. All right, it's unknown as to what initially led to the beef get it between the two women the police said in a cheeky facebook post police did not say if the victim suffered any injuries the woman armed with the meat log was charged with assault and violating a temporary protection order according to police so there you go that's what's happening in ohio and around the world today freaks let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here Well, freaks, we did it. I don't know how, but we made it to the end of another week. There are many ways to contact the show. I love to hear from you. Show at distortedview.com. That's my email address. Uh, Feel free to contact me if you have something to say. Links to funny news stories or videos. Actually, I got an email from Creamy Shit that I will read here in a second. He really set me off. Uh, voicemail line 206-666-4463. That's the standard number. And then we've got our voicemail executive premium plus line. If you're a patron and you pledge $5, uh, do that over there at patreon.com slash distorted view. Uh, so a creamy shit emailed me yesterday on the podcast. I again talked about yo-yos. It's the distorted view is quickly becoming a yo-yo themed show. That's what I talk about. Yo-yos, different types of yo-yo, yo-yoing, yo-yo culture. Look, we're done with the granny porn and cum farts. 2021 is all about yo-yoing. All right. Uh, so I was talking about Duncan because I went to their website and their website is fucking insane or whatever. 
So Creamy Shit uh, messaged me, and he said, Jesus Christ, Tim, you are trolling all the yo-yo nerds out there talking about how great Dunkin' yo-yos are. I, like, are we listening to the same podcast here? I, I did not say how great Dunkin' is. I was very critical of Dunkin'. I was making fun of the fact that this company sells fucking $2 yo-yos and somehow is is a sustainable business. All right, if you're looking, this is like, I, I think I feel like I triggered this guy. Like, this is a yo-yo fan, and he's pissed off because everyone knows in the yo-yo community, Dunkin' yo-yos are shit, and now he's going to tell me what yo-yos I, I should be buying, right? If you are looking for cheap yo-yos, then Yomega was the brand when I was in middle school. Dunkin' is for people who don't yo-yo. They're, <laughs> they're yo-yos for yo-yo posers. I had no idea that people felt this way. You are outing yourself for the second time. It's like telling me your new computer you bought was at Walmart. It's a rookie move. It's a dumb move. Stupid people do this shit. Buying Dunkin' Yo-Yos. The Yomega brain link... What? The Yomega brain linked below is similar to the Dunkin' you mentioned on the show. I say you get yourself a proper butterfly yo-yo with some bearings, and you might actually enjoy yourself. Not surprised you gave up so quickly trying to get into it with that party-favored dollar store trash. I'm going to start calling myself Creamy Shit since that's my only submission you've ever used. Sincerely, Creamy Shit. Oh, yeah, so on yesterday's show, one of the things I was talking about, I think Bob and Stein messaged me and said, Hey, Duncan does have a yo-yo that winds itself up, which it doesn't really do. Um, It's called the Reflex. And, you know, looking at the Duncan Reflex yo-yo, it's got 2,913 ratings, got four and a half stars. Now, there's one that uh, Creamy Shit recommended, the Omega Brain. It's also, uh, you know, an auto-return yo-yo, has 2,338 ratings and four and a half stars. It's basically the same thing. They're the same thing. There's no difference. They're just yo-yos. Can anyone take this crap seriously? Creamy Shit. All right, uh, let's do a couple voicemails here. Now, I've got a bunch of uh, Patreon calls I'm trying to catch up. Uh, you know what? I want get to get through all of them as we uh, end the week here so we can start fresh next week. So let's start with uh, Level 80 Cat Lady. I started to play this one yesterday. Hey, Santel here. Uh, I Two things. One, um, people were bothering me for it, uh, so I set up a Patreon. So if people are interested, um, it's patreon.com slash LVL80CatLady. Uh, lady Cat Lady is a very uh, talented and accomplished uh, drawer. <laughs> I get artists, they're called <laughs> drawers. She's a professional drawer. Uh, you know, a lot of the artwork that you see uh, here on the show, that's Level Lady Cat Lady's work. Amazing stuff. Uh, she designed most of the stickers that we sell. I'm going to put it on my Twitter sheet. Uh, also, Saturday, expect a package. Um, I sent you... Uh, it's been a, a while since I got a present. Surprise. Um, one of them is Texan Mango. Did you, were you aware? Were you here about this? Yeah, you're about No, you know, Lord Douche really hates Mango. And uh, he like any like, he just hates the idea of mango. Anything mango, he's like, yeah, gross. It's fucking disgusting. So I stay away from mango. I honestly, I think before I met Lord Douche, I didn't have strong opinions about mango one way or the other. But in solidarity, because I love Lord Douche, I stay away from mango too. Like I don't know. Like I, I say I hate it now, and really I don't. 
I, I don't like it, but I don't hate it. I'm kind of indifferent. Honestly, I don't even know what mango tastes like. I can't tell you if I've ever actually had a real mango or not. So, uh, yes, if you send me uh, a Pepsi mango, and I appreciate that, uh, I'll try it. I'm just not going to spend money on it. I found it at ANPM today. I, I wouldn't do that to Lord Douche. It is actually really fucking good. And- hey, I got some uh, insider soda news. So Mountain Dew was selling this uh, special version only at Dollar General stores. And I think it was like some sort of like Hawaiian or pineapple flavor. And I always wanted to try it, but I could never find it at Dollar General. And I don't go to Dollar General very often. And who knows how long ago that was that promotion was going on. But someone who works uh, in a related industry <laughs> uh, messaged me and said, hey, uh, that's going to be coming back this year. So if you are interested in a pineapple based Mountain Dew, a pineapple I can get behind. I like. If that. you don't like it, it also comes with Pepsi Cherry and regular Pepsi as well. So. But I think you should, if you haven't tried it, I think you should try it on the show and give yeah, us uh, absolutely. your honest hey. opinion because I do know that you so enjoy soda. And I've been trying to find Pepsi Blue, but I couldn't find it. So. Yeah, so Pepsi Blue is launching this month, May. Uh, it was supposed to be, I think, beginning of May. I found it relatively uh, soon after they announced it. So I've I've tried it. I, you know... It's so great. I love these old sodas that have been discontinued. I get obsessed with them. And then when they actually come out again, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is why it was discontinued. This is why no one bought this crap. It's awful. Uh, You know, but it's nice to, like, bring it back every once in a while. Uh, So I bought, I think, three or four Pepsi Blues. I've given one away. I've drank one. One will go into my collection. I think, uh, you know, it's not something I would uh, drink on a regular basis. Hey, Tim, I hope this is audible. I really hate using the phone. You wanted to know about periods. Mine tend to last longer than most, at about five to seven days. I tend to only use one pad a day unless I bleed way too much on days one or two. I should probably change it out more, but I'm gross and also cheap. So ten. Uh, basically, um, like she says five to seven, right? Basically one pad per day, except for like the first two days when it could be heavier so she'll use an extra one so yeah nine or ten pads haven't got a yeast infection that's what i thought wait hold on i want to hear about your yeast infection there uh but that's what i was thinking 10 now yesterday a female caller also said it was about 10 so even though i have no knowledge whatsoever of the female anatomy and quite frankly it all just grosses me out you know and it's okay for me to say that i'm not judging women i'm not saying that it's gross to be a woman i'm just a fucking fruit and all of that scares me down there not more but i'm gross and also cheap i haven't got a yeast infection yet so i guess i'm fine call back when you do get one i do have a friend though whose periods are very unpredictable she can go three months without a period or straight up bleed for 30 days apparently it's a tragic side effect of being super overweight it's like that scene in the shining yes she has gotten anemia from it before i do not envy her Anywho. Well, I hope her basement is waterproofed. I don't know what that means exactly. Keep up the amazing. Sometimes I talk without thinking. Work. You're the best, and I appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Oh. Also, when are you going to get a P.O. box? I yes. want to send you things. I have been thinking about that, and uh, you know what? I think I'm going to work on that uh, this week, maybe. This weekend. Okay. Hi, Tiff. I just called. Sorry to do two in a row. Um, but I thought of a name. Wanted to run it by you. See what okay. you thought. I'm guessing this is a name for her, herself. What about Bloody Hell? Huh? Uh, get it? Bloody get hell. it? Because 
I feel like there was someone a long time ago that listened to the show named Bloody Hell, but uh, they no longer listen. I bleed. And I could be wrong. I have a uterus because God cursed me with a uterus. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Bye. Bloody Hell. Bloody hell, check it in. Here's her first call. Hey, Timmy Zoo. I am, uh, I'm still, still working on a freak name. Please help me with this. Oh, I think you found it. But uh, I called in before about the whole Diva Cup thing, and I heard the voicemail um, from the fellow freak who uh, apparently has never thought about Diva We could call you Pussy Chalice. <laughs> Diva Cups before. And, oh, I am. Or Bloody Chalice. I don't know. So happy to have this conversation. Um, to answer questions about, like, what would happen if you, like, punched a lady freak in the stomach. <laughs> we had some ideas and theories going. So, like, if a woman is wearing a diva cup that has collected a bunch of pussy juice and you punch her real hard in the stomach, what would happen? Would that diva cup shoot out? Well, a uh, diva cup is in, uh, unless it's, like, it's, it's pretty like far cork, up in there. Um, like, you can't see it. When it's when it's in, yeah. um, so uh, a punch probably wouldn't Damn. do much unless it wasn't incorrectly. Um, but uh, God, I never thought about Threat. it. I just have like <laughs> once a week, uh, once a month, I have just like a like a ready to go fucking like stage blood pack in case you know in case I need to make shit more dramatic or whatever. There's got to be a way we can rig the diva cup with some like mentos and diet coke interesting <laughs> anyway build up some pressure in there and uh that you right out. you're a dear and uh yeah please please help me come up with a freak name all right well I, like i said i think you got it if not if you don't like that one then i i would go with pussy chalice something like that. hey Tim, daily's comment two quick things first i loved the meat interview Thank you. That was great. It was fun. I want to hear you do more interviews because you're really good at it. Okay, well, I got to find people that are interesting. You know, I subscribe to all these, like, podcast, in, you know, in uh, uh, what are they called? Podcast industry <laughs> newsletters and websites and shit. And uh, some of them are, like, uh, podcast guests, right? It's just, like, a list of guests that you can book on your show or be willing to come on. And they're all the most boring fucking people. Just a bunch of nobodies. Uh, reference to the... I guess, I guess I'd have to go out and do work and actually ask people to come on the show. Anti-maskers who are starting to wear masks to defend themselves from people who've been vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, These okay. idiots were not smart enough to make up the idea of shedding. Oh, uh, no. Viral shedding is something that happens when you're sick. And it can happen with live virus vaccines, such as oh. the polio vaccine. So they're not as, like, dumb as I made them out to be. I'm the dumb one, apparently. Um, none of the COVID vaccines are live virus, however. Right. So they can't actually trigger any sort of shedding, which is where the stupidity of their whole theory comes into play. But, hey, if it gets these idiots to wear masks, and that, social distance. That's what I was screaming. I'm all for it. Yeah, let them believe whatever they want to believe. Hugo Jimmy Boo, Tony Prolapse, also known as the HR manager, also known as Caitlyn Jenner's Magic 8-Ball Nipples. <laughs> did you like that? That was from yesterday's podcast. I did a, an extended Caitlyn Jenner thing. Um, just wanted to say uh, the Caitlyn Jenner episode from Tuesday was absolutely stunning. I fucking laughed my ass off. Um, hopefully we all learned our lesson for when a celebrity runs for governor. 
No, that was from yesterday's show. And I guess I talked about her on both days. President. But then again, California has, is is good at having, you know, celebrity fucking politicians. Yeah. But either way, um, hopefully they smarten up and don't do that. Um, keep up the great work, Tim. And I love the Mead Skeleton interview. I have listened to that three fucking times already. It's <laughs> gold. God, succubus. Love it. Damn, he's so weird. I love Mead Skeleton. All right. Uh, hey, Timmy Boo. It's great big Pete just calling from the hospital to say I love you. Oh, yep. Is this like you're like like you're going to die and this is like a goodbye? I love you, too. Uh, 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 when people leave messages like that, like, hi, I'm calling from the hospital. Love you. Like, what? What? Uh, explain yourself. Are you OK? Just calling from the hospital to say I love you. you can't leave me hanging like yep. that. That's right. I love you. OK. I love Mwah. you, too. Great big Pete. Uh, that is all. Hope you're okay. That is all the time we have on this edition of the program. Watch, guys. Email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. Goddamn fuck. Spread the distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the podcast. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize these types of shows. Guys, thank you so much for a great week of programs. I could not do this without you. You make the show so much fun. Uh, have a great weekend, and I will see you back on Monday to do it all over again. Bye, everybody! Scrub.net.